0: people 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 welcome back once again to the all jokes aside podcast it's your boy david dj whatever you want to call me you know i got multiple names dj squared dj dj all that good stuff we are back once again with ant and say what's good to the people
1: man what's up y'all my name is anthony Apparently, I'm sort of under the weather and I am also injured. So boy injured. I'm battling over here, you know. I'm boy, a warrior. Six, boy, boy, down six to ten. I'm down uh three-one in the finals. That's what I am. Ah,
0: uh, and we got we got Corey still.
1: What's up, y'all? It's been a while.
2: I'm glad to be back. Glad to talk some sports. Um, just love being here, guys. I love you guys.
0: Oh, wow. That was, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful way to start this, man. Um, but, you know, in, we would be remiss to not start off, you know, on um, a very, very serious note. when I have a moment of silence for Dwayne Haskins, um, who passed away tragically last weekend. Um, he was hit by a car, only 24 years of age, former Washington football team quarterback, former Ohio State quarterback, former Pittsburgh State quarterback. So definitely want to have a moment of silence for him. So thank you all for having the moment of silence with me. And we are going to jump right in. Um, so we haven't had an episode since the NCAA tournament. Um, so I think it's only right we start there March Madness. The final talking points um, on March Madness, we saw Kansas take it all. Um, and with Kansas taking it all, I, I, I saw something on Instagram that posed a great question. I think I could pose it to y'all. With Coach K retiring. Um, and the other likes of, you know, Roy Williams retiring last season. Does this national championship make Bill Self currently the best coach in college basketball right now? Um, Corey, I guess I can I can start
2: with you on that. That is actually a great question. Um, I would say no. Um, I would say I'm a big fan of Tom Izzo. I um, think Tom Izzo's better. I might even go well coach cow's been kind of disappointed lately but um if i had to give you one true answer for the best coach in uh college basketball men's college basketball i should say um shout out don staley i think she's the best coach period but i would say jay wright is the best uh men's college basketball coach uh, right now Mm -hmm. what do you have two or three championships in the last like 10 years um he continuously kind of builds contenders they tend to not disappoint they always play up and do well in the tournament so I would say Jay Wright is probably um the best coach in college basketball right now and what you think about that
1: so the crazy thing is Corey I actually agree with you I think it's Jay Wright you you did say Tom Izzo and I was a little worried at first um (laughs) I definitely feel as though Tom Izzo is a great coach you know he's been um coaching over at Michigan State for 26 years he does have a title one title to his name um but again I don't think that's enough to say he's the uh the greatest coach right now I think Jay Wright however you know have having two national titles in like the last uh 10 years you know really bringing that Villanova or turning that Villanova program around in the amount of time that he's been here almost two decades uh, really speaks volumes to like who he is, and you know the Kansases of the world, the Villanova—I mean, the Kansas, the Dukes, the UNCs—they're coined as you know blue blood. So you know they get a lot of the uh, the a lot of the top prospects, and Jay Wright, quite frankly, does not get a lot of the top uh, prospects. But for what he does get and what he's able to do with those guys. Uh, really speaks volumes to who he is as a coach. So I'd probably say Jay Rod is the best coach, um, just because he does a lot with, you know, not a lot. Not saying you know he doesn't get top prospects, but he's not getting top ten prospects out the uh, out the world. So um, I would definitely say him. I would have said Bill Self maybe if he had like two championships or maybe even three. I really think uh, the 2020 or not having the 2020 National uh, Championship really hurt him and his legacy because they really could have won it that year. Very easy. Um, And then also would have won it this year. So he would have had two in the last three years. So I think you could have really made um, a strong argument for him. But, you know, COVID did happen. And to be honest, experience from that team really carried him to this year's title game. So right now my choice is definitely still Jay Wright.
0: See, okay. As much as I love Jay Wright, I I think Jay Wright is number two for me. When I think of who's the top coach in college basketball, um, Bill Self, number three, just because I purely hate Kansas um, and I can never give him number one. I hate Bill Self. I've said it one time, I'll say it again. I hate Bill Self, but... Um, I'm going to go with somebody else that y'all actually named. And I'm not – granted, he hasn't won at the highest of magnitude recently. But I'm going to go with Coach John Calipari. And I'm going to go with Calipari because of one reason.
2: Terrible take.
0: If you – I'll take a shot for this after. But if you look at, like, Coach Calipari, of course, we think, oh, Kentucky always has, like, these five-star recruits nonstop. His recruiting class has not been the most talented as of recently. His last, like, amazing, amazing recruiting class, in my opinion, was the um, 2016 recruiting class where he had De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, um, Ben Matabayo, shout out my guy, Sacha Kalea jones Um, But, like, that recruiting class was, like, his last amazing recruiting class, in my opinion. If you look at what he's done with, like, realistically, like, transfers and – guys who were, like, unheralded four-stars. Like, Calipari has actually, like, been coaching his ass off. Is it, it, it doesn't seem like it because, again, like, last year he had Ty Ty Washington. Of course, they lost to St. Peter's. Like, we get it. I just – I still go with Coach Calipari. Like, like, that program in Kentucky is still, in my opinion, like, the top program. Because, like, think about it like this. If you're a high school recruit, you're like, oh my god! I have every school that wants me. Every single school wants me. Where do you want to go?
2: So, are we saying best recruiter or best? No, coach? I'm talking best. That's coach. two different things. But, but like, look at the
0: NBA track records.
2: Like, okay, so that's recruiting.
0: No, that's he ain't coaching. winning. That's coaching. You have your said... players
2: to the NBA. it's coaching? That no, is... it's not. If you already, if they already NBA ready from day one, bro. Aaron Fox, Malik Buck and Ben would have been lottery picks regardless.
0: All right. Well, there's other players who were. Shabazz Muhammad was apparently NBA ready from day one. Bad coaching didn't help him progress. It was
2: it bad coaching or Shabazz Muhammad just ain't that good? I,
1: a blend of both. Good coaching. Shabazz I, didn't necessarily have all that bad of a college career. Over also. Well, but we're talking about. And when he, he also didn't to go league. to UC. I mean, he didn't go to Kentucky. We're talking about Kentucky right now.
0: No, but I'm talking about. We're talking about coaches in talent. Corey you, said good talent is going to make it you don't, one way or another. I think good coaching helps good talent get that much farther. Can Take I ask a you a question, Hitler. David?
2: What's up? You. So, you don't think one championship in his tenure at Kentucky's a disappointment. And how many final fours has he made? Is it is the championship run the only final four he made? No, no, he made it to the final four. With Julius Randle, he
0: made it to the final. Oh, four. yeah, the Carl
2: Towns team. Carl, Carl Anthony the
0: Towns, they lost, okay. yeah, like, and he made it to the final four or Elite Eight. Well, Brandon with
1: Knight, Brandon he made it to the final four. With yeah. Brandon, yeah, Knight, Brandon Knight, Knight. Knight, too, yeah.
0: So he's had a couple of final four runs. Is, hold on, hold on.
1: We're not gonna act like you know but that John Wall Boogie Cousins Elite Eight. Come on, bro. That's well, that. further, maybe. He that's losing the, the, the second game round game. with Jamal Murray and crew. Eh. Oh, I don't know, man. I I, I would have loved to see Coach K, you know, win more with all the talent that he does have.
2: Jay Wright not losing to St. Peter's, bro. But shout out St. Peter's for that run. But Jay Wright not losing to St. Peter's. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All
0: right, we'll move on. We'll move on because I'm going to get bullied. I see today. I see <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen today. Um, y'all have any final takes on the tournament? Like one final, like memory I guess when you think about this NCAA tournament like what is the the thing I would say the sports world learned from it
2: uh I'll start I would say that I feel like this was a year um kind of the year of the upset we mentioned St. Peter's um even though Kansas was kind of like kind of pretty much the consistent like, best top three teams who end up winning. I feel like this tournament was kind of one where nobody knew who was going to win on a game-to-game basis. Like, you had an 18 UNC team uh, make it to the championship. So I think this tournament is going to be remembered kind of just, like, on the surprises, the kind of Cinderella journeys, especially St. Peter's. And then kind of, like, we still, college game is different because, like, coaches are the superstars mm-hmm. of college basketball. Um, So I think we're going to, like, it's going to be a new kind of, running of coaches with Coach K gone, so I'm kind of interested to see is, like, I know we're talking about the tournament, but holistically in college basketball, I kind of want to see who those new kind of, like, superstar coaches are going to be. Is, like, John Shire going to be, like, the new guy? um, Or, like, is somebody else going to be, like, take that Coach K, like, godfather of basketball type brain?
0: Mm -hmm. I think I could jump in, too. Um, I think the one thing I saw from this tournament is that, like, Talent is talent, kind of like you said. Um, I've been talking about this kind of throughout the entire tournament. Big-time talent makes big-time plays when they need to. Um, Abaji, David McCormick for Kansas, they – seniors, you know, vets, they showed up when they needed to. Um, guys like Jabbar Smith did not show up when he needed to. Paolo Bencaro showed up. Chet Holmgren, even though he didn't have the most – of impactful, num- like number wise tournament, still showed up when he was needed. So I think what this tournament honestly showed me is that talent is talent um, and that big time talent makes big time moments happen. Um, Doug Egbert from St. Peter's, like he's transferred from St. Peter's. Hell, Shaheen Holloway as a coach showed that like he is that guy when it comes to coaching and, and rightfully so. He got a job at um, Seton Hall, which is his alma mater. So I think at the end of the day, talent. Talent is always going to rise to the top. Um, And if you have it, regardless of where you're ranked, regardless of the matchups, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you just don't. And you got final takes on this.
1: What I'm going to tell you guys is we can never, ever go another year without March Madness. That's what it's it's taught me uh, because we've been missing March Madness uh, I mean, well, two years ago, we missed it last year was pretty cool, but this year all the upsets, you know, the Cinderella's, this was, I think, truly what we needed. Um, just to, you know, restore or like give more life into a uh, college basketball. Um, and it's almost like you guys keep mentioning, like, uh, a shift, in a sense, in terms of, like, what's going to be happening, what's going to be transpiring in terms of new coaches, new faces, um, and just new talent all around. You know, Hubert Davis, one year in, his tenure at UNC, guess where he is, national title game. You got Coach K on his farewell. Um, so, again, I think just going to be just, just the beginning of a shift to, like, what is to come for college basketball.
0: Facts, facts. Well... Um, let's shift gears because that was, I mean, with, with the college season ending, I think all eyes now turn to the NBA. Um, and as we saw last night and um, Tuesday night, the NBA playing tournament has been, you know, taking over TV screens right now. Um, so we had NBA playing tournament, seven seed matchups. We had the Brooklyn Nets versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. We had um The Los Angeles Clippers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. We saw the Timberwolves and Nets both take that. Um, And then for, what was it, the eighth, to play for um, the seed, we had the Clippers, not the Clippers, the Pelicans um, beat the San Antonio Spurs. And then we had the Atlanta Hawks kind of give the Hornets the absolute business. Um, So, I mean, when we look at that first, I want to kind of start with the Hornets because that was just, They looked just shocked. Um, Where do y'all see the Hornets going from here? Because they have, like, a young star in the mellow ball. You have an interesting backcourt mate with he and Terry Rozier. Um, They have Montrez. They got Mason Plumlee. They got a load of talent. Gordon Hayward was out. Where do you see this, this kind of Charlotte Hornets team going after, like, being embarrassed once again in the, like, first round of the playing tournament?
1: Uh, I mean, I just think they were just too young. The moment was too big for them. Um, Also, not having some leadership in Gordon Hayward out there was evident. Um, I think they've been missing that for a big chunk of the season, and part of the reason, like, their season took a turn for the worse. So I, I would probably lean on maybe bringing in some veterans Um, To like really help stabilize those youth because I wouldn't want to necessarily get rid of all that young talent, but somebody's got to go in order for it to like work. I'm not sure who, you know, I'm not the GM. um, I'm not MJ. I'm not uh, in the Hornets organization. But I do know they need somebody to just hone that talent per se. I I love the young talent that they have, but somebody's got to go.
2: Yeah, to pick up on – I'm sorry, Dave, you want to go?
1: No, you got it, you got it.
2: Yeah, so, like, to pick up on that, I'm actually kind of concerned about the Hornets. Like, to Ant's point, they have a lot of young talent, but I don't think the pieces necessarily fit together. Like, if I'm the Hornets personally, like, they need a big, first off. That's, like, their biggest need. Not even just, like, a center, but, like, a quality big they can rely on. I still view Miles Bridges as more of a wing-type player. Um, like a three-four tweener, not necessarily a four-five tweener, like they're trying to make him. Um, I think he's really good, but I've been—I read a report that he's going to be trying to get the uh, max contract. I don't necessarily think that Miles Bridges is a max player. Um, I, they got to figure out what they're going to do with PJ Washington. Shout out Brittany Renner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I don't know. Like I'm looking at the box score right now. Kelly Oubre was supposed to be kind of their three and D, kind of hyper athletic wing but he only played 16 minutes went one for five from the floor so if i'm the hornets i kind of want to i want to realize that we're not there yet so i would trade i believe gordon hayward saw a year left on his contract trade gordon hayward for a three and d type player like um maybe even a two guard um maybe even get a big i think they missed out on i know miles turner got hurt but i think they could really use miles turner um and I'm just, like I said, I'm kind of concerned. I think they, if they don't make significant changes and kind of just hope that they develop from within, I think they're going to be in another playing scenario in which this is two years in a row where they've gotten, not just like run, they got run out the gym yep. two years in a row. Um. So, and it's kind of, Ant mentioned that the moment's too big, but they were in this exact moment last year. Like, it shouldn't be completely new. They have... They have Mason Plumlee's a vet. Um, Terry Rozier has been in big-time playoff games. Scary Terry. Uh, Montrez has been in some big-time playoff games. So has Kelly Oubre. So I don't want – they're a young team because their best player is a young player. Um, But I still feel like they got some ways to go.
0: Yeah, I can actually very much agree with you, Corey. Because um, when I look at this team, of course, P.J. Washington, you got Miles, Miles Bridges and him kind of on the wings um, – I just feel like those players that they have just aren't ideal fits together. Um, because ideally it's like, when you think about a backcourt mate for the ball, is Terry Rozier, the best fit. My opinion. No, that's the player that I'm pitching towards the world. I'd rather keep Gordon Hayward before I keep Terry Rozier. Um, Terry Rozier is an inefficient undersized guard. He does good things when he gets hot. Of course, he's a streaky player. Cool. I would love that as a six man, not my starting two guard in this situation. Um, next to Lamelo Ball, who isn't the best defender, I rather put a guard next to him that plays defense very hard, that can, is a reliable shooter, that can play make a little bit. I'm not saying you know you need to come out and be a ball dominant guard, but Lamelo Ball luckily is a great shooter. He can play off the ball. It doesn't really matter to him. He's gonna make plays one way or another. So when I look at like what this team really needs, its going to sound wild. <clears throat> and I'm in, I'm in the mood for making wild takes today, I guess. I would trade Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward one way or another, try to get – just get them out and bring in Russ. And the reason I say you bring in Russ is because it's t- – see, Corey, Corey's making a wild face with me. I wish y'all could see this. Y'all might be able to see this. Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. The Russell Westbrook. The reason I say that is because of this. Look at what Russell Westbrook was able to do with Bradley Bill. It was a fit because Bradley Bill is able to shoot. Russell Westbrook doesn't work in LA because you don't have a lot of shooters right now. That pain is clogged up. One thing the Hornets do have are a lot of wings who can catch and shoot threes. They honestly, if I'm being very real with you, resemble, if you plug and play Russ for Terry, they resemble the Wizards from last year who were at least, good enough to get past the play in so I think if you bring in a Russell Westbrook who plays defense still he's going to be on a revenge tour next year one way or another regardless of what team he's on you have a situation with him and LaMelo I love it I love how it looks um because instead of having a hyper-athletic guard who doesn't play defense and, and I know Russell does not shoot the ball the best he shoots it awfully but you have that situation where Russ is a great cutter. LaMelo will find it. Russ can play ball, can can be the dominant ball handler when LaMelo needs breaks, and vice versa. So, when I look at that Hornets team, I'm saying go get Russell Westbrook. And and like y'all both said, get a center because they need a legitimate big who's reliable. Mason Plumlee is a nice vet, cool cool backup big man. If you play 2K. Mason Plumlee mess around and be your backup center in a franchise or association real quick, but he's not gonna ever be a, a championship starting center. So, DJ, um, what's up? What's uh, up? So I need no. to
1: take two shots. Two shots. Actually, oh. don't even take two shots. You the, the, the bottle. The bottle?
0: Oh man, this is Serious? Yes, I'm serious. No, that's Are the worst you take you've ever had. What?
1: That's a that's bad a- take, bro. bro that's the worst really take, take ever.
0: If Brad and Russ could work. No, I no, love no, no, no. no TJ,
1: we're not about to praise Bradley, Bill, and Russell for finishing or making the playoffs or really the play-in tournament. The we're not, we're not about Make it past that.
0: the play-in. What's the, what,
1: what do they have to we're, lose? We're not about to do that. You want to know why we're not about to do that? Because we started the season terrible. And Russ, he got hot after the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. part of the reason we made it. And then the East sucked. The East this year, I want to say there are how many teams? They they had
0: like yep. ten teams over five hundred because every exactly. single exactly. Like this three.
1: isn't the this isn't the East of uh, last year. It's not the same thing. And the fact you're really advocating for Russ right now, right now. because of what he did last year, shows that you're us. crazy. I believe because in Russ. because guess what? He's had ample opportunity. To do that out in Los Angeles? No, he hasn't. Well, yes, Russ he has. has. All, right,
0: all right, all right, all right. We're gonna, we're gonna get to We're gonna get to the Lakers staff. We're gonna get to the Lakers later. We gotta finish the plan. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna pause Russell. You Lakers sound Lander. crazy. We're gonna, we're gonna, gonna about pause trade Lander. for Russ. Hell no. We're gonna pause the Russlander. We're gonna we're gonna get back to the Lakers later. I we're don't want to slander You really That's, crazy. We're gonna we're gonna hey hey we're gonna get. To I the don't want to slander Russ. We're gonna get to the Lakers shortly. He's my guy. But DJ, we're gonna get to I the Lakers shortly. We have to get to the Lakers later. We have we're going to move on for now. Hold that thought because we're getting back to them real quick. Okay, we got playoff series aside from the 1-8 matchups. One series out West, one series out East. Which two playoff matchups so far? If you and again, this isn't counting the 1-8 matchup. If you feel like a potential 1-8 matchup is going to happen to be interesting. Cool. Say that. But which playoff matchups, one in the East, one in the West, are you most forward uh, looking to looking at most forward um, for the first round? Corey, i'll let you start
2: i will say so i'll start with the west Mm -hmm. i it's actually crazy i'm interested in both of the two seven matchups i feel like those are the most exciting um i'll start with the west i think memphis and uh minnesota it's gonna be a very uh crazy um exciting series i actually think um the grizzlies probably win in five or six games Mm -hmm. um but i think it'll be highly competitive highly energetic Um, We know Ja and Patrick Beverly are going to have some antics. Um, It's going to be a lot of antics. It's going to be a good slideshow to see is cat going to be as bad. Like everybody on this podcast knows I am a cat fan, but that play in game, I was uh, not, not liking it. Um, I, that man played like that and still got the kiss. Jordan Woods, man, lucky guy, right there. <laughs> um, but nah, so like, I'm interested to see that one. I think it's going to be really exciting on the west side, and then of course on the Eastern Conference side, I think the uh, most entertaining team in the league right now, mm-hmm. um, the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. with Ky- Katie and Kyrie are must see TV, and then seeing them take on the Boston Celtics, who um, are without Robert Williams, but. Still have one of the best, I would say, maybe the best wing duo in the NBA with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jason, uh, Jaylen, Jason Tatum kind of, like, elevating his game to first-team All-NBA status. Kind of want to see how Brooklyn's going to deal with them. Um, but with that said, I still – I just think Katie and Kyrie are ridiculously unstoppable. And then we're hearing that Ben Simmons might come back for game four in that Bruce Brown role. Um. So I'm thinking I'm taking the Nets to beat the Celtics in seven.
0: Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll jump in real quick. Then um, the two series I think I'm looking forward to the most first. Uh, it's a three six on the West, the Nuggets and the Warriors, um, because I think that matchup is going to be. It's like a catch twenty two because it's like okay, the Warriors are the Warriors. You're gonna hopefully get Steph back. But then you look across from them and you have the Denver Nuggets who have the reigning in, I don't know if he's going to get it necessarily because they're a six seed, but um, very close MVP finalist in Nikola Jokic with his band of his, just, I don't even, I don't know what to call them because they all just kind of work because they have him right there to facilitate everything. Also reports similar to um, Ben Simmons that Jamal Murray may there's a slim chance that Jamal Murray does play, in fact, play during the playoffs. So um, that series, I'm again, y'all can call this one a bad take. This is a bad take I'm going to stand on. I actually have the Nuggets winning that series of six. Um, I think Nikola Jokic is too much to handle um, for that Warriors team. Also Steph Curry, is not fully healthy? So I just don't think Kevon Looney and Draymond Green are going to be able to deal with that much motion that the Nuggets are going to have. And then, you talk about, you know, them having Boogie Cousins off the bench, things like that. Um, I think they that matchup is crazy. When I look at the East, um, there's a lot of great series that are going to happen in the East. But the one I'm looking forward to the most is the Bucks and the Bulls. And that's because I want to see Giannis beat the – Just he's going to just destroy the Chicago Bulls. He might even win MVP because of this series. Cause he is about to annihilate them. Like they are literally going to be down. Um, and it's going to be hilarious. Like it's literally going to be hilarious. And yeah, I got the bucks winning that series in five. Nice little, nice little gentleman sweep.
1: Um, and yeah, it'll go from there. Uh, and who, who you got? So Corey already stole my thunder. I'm definitely eyeing those two, seven, uh, series. Um, Quite frankly, because I think the wolves, they have like the, they can match the uh, the grizzlies like aggressiveness to an extent. Um, so some to monitor. Also, they just have, they both have uh, two rising stars and John Morant and Anthony Edwards. I think that's really going to be exciting to see. Um, but the series outside of that one that I will be keeping my eye on, I don't know how much I'm going to watch, just because. Uh, it might be sort of boring, you know. Watching the Jazz is boring. I think that Mavericks Jazz series is something to monitor just because of Luca's health. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's no Luca, the Jazz can definitely uh, pull off the uh, the upset over the Mavericks over there in the West. Um, and then also on the East, I gotta go two seven. You know, the Celtics jumped out there. And uh, wanted to beat up on the Grizzlies by thirty in the last game of the season, and you know JB and uh, Jason Tatum to talking about they putting their guys up against anybody in the East. All right, since you want to jump out there, then go beat the Nets. Yeah, show everybody that you really them. All right, so uh, that's the series I'm going to be watching the most out of any series in the East. Mm-hmm. My my eyeballs will be glued. 15 minutes before, at the start of the game, and 15 minutes afterwards. I'm locked in. Mm.
2: All right, man. Well, sheesh. No, I have to address your bad takes, David. Come oh, on. wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Hold on. Hold <laughs> no, on. we have what to bad address takes? your bad takes. bad takes.
2: Bro, okay. Can I ask what's you a question? Like, what's up? Other than Nikola Jokic, who do you trust in that series? Like, who do you <laughs> trust to play well every single game? will the thrill barton has been spazzing all
0: season let's not disrespect yeah. the before you even say will barton. I take bones highland to start bro. Wait, Come let on. not nah, cuz i'm going to get to him see i'm see that's the thing i wanted to start with the thrill cuz will the thrill is a vet it's the, it's the crafty vet that's been cooking all year then you know what i'll go with bones highland after that after bones highland mate morris literally is like the most reliable i, I don't like his play style it's not exciting but he's the most reliable point guard like since what andre miller And Andre Miller was not a flashy player, but he was reliable as
1: hell.
2: Can these guys win playoff series, though? I believe so. You think Will Barton?
1: Corey, before you ask your next (laughs) question, why do you believe so? Because we've seen the Nuggets time and time again. And I'm not going to lie, DJ. I think the Nuggets are the Cowboys of the NBA. You know, they do extremely well on the, uh, the regular season. They really get your hopes up. They sell you on themselves. And then they end up wetting the bed. So we- for you to say they can win playoffs, yeah. I mean, square. You're gonna you're gonna point to the the bubble where they beat the Clippers. Is that is that what you're gonna point to?
0: I'm gonna point to the bubble where they were in the Western Conference finals against your bubble boy Lakers. And if you say that, if you say that that was fluke, well then get ready I'm say- not saying
1: it was fluke, but th- that's really all I can point to when you talk about playoff success by the Nuggets. They had Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. also Going crazy. Like they don't have their second and third best players. I love your optimism though, DJ. I don't, it's, Corey, to, to well, DJ, we, I, don't, after think like the, the, I they, don't think it's a bad take. I don't think it's a bad take. They literally lost well coached
0: runs last year.
1: Like, I do think they are well coached, DJ. I don't think it's a bad take, but the playoffs, when everything is on the line, and even though Steph Curry is not, you know, at 100%, it's just the fact that his presence, that he'll be on the court. Alongside Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, I think it's just too much dip on their chip to yeah. really pull off the upset. I, I think, again,
0: big time players step up, man. And Nikola Jokic is he's prime for a moment, bro. Like okay. last year, of course, they got swapped by the Suns once Jamal Murray went down, but they made it to the Western Conference semifinals. They lost to the eventual Western Conference, final, like Western Conference champions. So or they don't have Jamal Murray this year. I know. Last year, he went down
1: during the playoffs. That's a whole different dynamic. You haven't had him all year. Your team knows how to ball out and win games without him. But that's when that reliable point guard that you're talking about, that you speak of, comes into play and balls out. Well,
0: he, again, Monty Morris,
1: that's what (laughs) what I'm saying. He's
0: good. And like you said, they got Bones Island. They have Aaron Gordon, who's been with the team for a full year. He was there last year. Well, he got traded. And and they had
2: Michael Michael Porter Jr., who's a 6'10", 40% 40% from three, three-point shooter. Like, Michael Porter Jr. is like that, bro. He's yeah, like that. I love too. I love
0: Michael Porter Jr., but I think Michael Jordan, so he was literally, let's not act like he wasn't, like, the punching bag last year in that Sun Series. Because if I recall, and you remember we were watching one of those games, and we just sat there like, dang, Chris Paul is purposely going at Michael Porter Jr. Purposely <laughs> going at Michael Porter Jr. He literally was wetting
1: the bed defensively. So would you not want to have him in your lineup or would you be better off without him in your lineup? Bro, you, I've, that's I've, the said question. This,
0: I've said this multiple times. If you look at the NBA and you look at the past two championships, hell, even go to past three championships, everybody does one thing well. They play defense. This Nuggets team actually plays defense without him. So, okay. yes, I'm fine with that because at the so, end of the day, just like the Nugget, the Nets-Bucks series,
2: defense wins it. It is so what it is. You, so you rather have Jermichael Green in the game over Michael Porter Jr.? For this series, yes. Fuck out of here. I don't Fuck want Michael Porter Jr. To get
0: bro, he gets exposed. He, he literally expo- he, he literally exposes gets people right back. Bro, no, Nikola- Jokic
1: gets exposed too though. I'm not going to lie.
0: Bro, Nikola, Nikola Jokic is different though cuz he go That boy got this. quicksand. He, yeah. he, he's stuck he, in quicksand. But, but all right, is. so in that case though like this Warriors series, are they going to say, "Alright, we're going to pick and roll him to death because that's where Jokic struggles defensively." Is when yes, they different. are. Yes. I, the Warriors don't mm, Put Which Steph you me, they don't
1: pick, pick and roll. You, are they rule in every pick Steph and roll. Steph Curry, every time. <laughs> Steph Curry's not they, healthy. Steph Curry is not I'm healthy. DJ, DJ, not DJ, 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 DJ. You just said they don't do pick and roll. Bro, how does Draymond Green get half of his assists most out of, of the assists, pick and roll? Most, because most guess what? He's assists. the guy that Steph Curry passed the ball to. Draymond makes the winning play. Either he passes to the corner to Klay Thompson or he throws a Some of those, Camon Most of those, those, those
0: come off cuts because the defense has the pitch. but That's neither here nor there. Um, most DJ of us come Jones off I'm telling you now, I got the nuggets winning. It is what it is. And yeah. I need you, I need you to go fill out a bracket. You know, you can do NBA playoff brackets on NBA.com. I need you to go fill oh, out.
1: You want to know who I have winning? Yeah. Oh, in the finals, I have the Bucks uh versus the Warriors. Oh, that's why, he, that's, why you're so no. good home,
0: that's why you're so good
1: about this. That's why you're so good Yeah, we're we gonna get to this. we are get to discuss this, man. Hey, look, my, my viewpoint, my Perspective has not changed. Bucks words Finals. Okay, okay. All right. We're
0: gonna move on to a team that did
1: make the playoffs. Uh, because I have all
0: the bad takes in the world. We're gonna jump back right back to the Los Angeles Lakers, man. Those LA Lakers. So if you are Rob Palenka, what do you do? Like, what do you what do you to fix this Lakers team? Sorry, not Rob Palinka, my fault. If you're LeBron James, Mr. GM LeBron James, what do you do to fix your team? Hey, I need to know. I'm going to let you start. What do you do?
1: Oh, man. So, first of all, quite frankly, I don't think the Lakers need a journeyman quarterback. I mean, a, <laughs> a journeyman <laughs> coach. Um, I think they need to find, and it, it's not easy. It's hard, but they have more than enough time on their hands. They need to find, you know, the next air exposure. They need to find the next like new head coach type of thing. Um, I, I've been hearing a lot of buzz talking about, dang, should they go go out and uh, acquire Phil Jackson, make him uh turn around the the program? No, he's been out of the NBA ten years. Triangle don't work like that no more. We, we we exactly this is the new NBA. We don't need that. Um, for real, for real, you know, when LeBron first came over. And you know, he, he made a plea to go out and get his guy, Ty Lu. That's where they should have gone.
0: Well, Ty Lu denied that job. He didn't want the job. Just, we got to make sure that wasn't well, that. Ty
1: was Lue didn't still, want well, that too. Well, hey, money wins, dog. Money talks. So if they would have did what they needed to do to land him, I think they would have been okay. But um, yeah, if I'm the GM, I, I'm trying to find somebody new. I don't. I don't want to, you know, the same, you know, coaches, uh, or just being a part of the same coaching carousel. Um, so I, I think they need to go out and find somebody new. I'm not sure if that's Nick Nurse necessarily, um, but I would love for them to definitely bring in somebody that hasn't gone from job to job to job to job because I don't think that's going to be good for this veteran-like savvy team that they have over there. Corey, what you, what you doing?
2: And I strongly disagree with your mm. take. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever disagreed more with one of your takes. The mm. coach is not the Lakers' problem. It's lack of talent. That is their problem. And you asked, is there a way to fix the Lakers? I, I say, say absolutely not.
1: They oh, wow. Sh-
2: they are shot. You the said Lakers the coach are more than the-, the problem? The coach was not. Can I finish my take? Eh? Can I finish my take? I'm gonna walk you through it. Right, go ahead, go all ahead, go ahead. Walk you through it step ahead. by step. Go ahead. So, go ahead, go ahead. Anthony Davis is not gonna be healthy. Like, we, could, we know that he's not gonna be healthy. The boys, Mr. Glass. LeBron James has not been healthy for real, for real the last few years. And then, is he really gonna be as good as he was this year? And there's a debate that there's a lot of empty stats out there. There's a debate that's a lot of empty stats, but, I mean, I'm a LeBron guy. I like LeBron, but you could say that he was stat hunting on some nights to make sure he was in that uh, scoring champ conversation. Um, The only move you can make to get an upgrade in talent is Russell Westbrook, and what upgrade can you possibly get with Russell Westbrook? Terry Rozier. Can you even get Terry Rozier without attaching two picks with Russell Westbrook? Picks they don't have? I think the Los Angeles Lakers are completely done. I don't think they will make the playoffs with LeBron James on the team anymore. I think they need to um, do a quick, fast reboot, maybe get something for Anthony Davis, um, trade off Anthony Davis, let LeBron do a sign and trade um, after next year when Bronny can enter the league and uh, figure it out. But I do not think Frank Vogel was scapegoated for no reason. I do not think it was his fault. I think the roster construction was in fact, terrible it was Rob Palenka's fault for listening to LeBron change his mind on DeMar DeRozan Russell Westbrook instead of DeMar DeRozan that is the worst move LeBron is the worst GM in NBA history (laughs) whenever he is told to make the decisions it messes up every time you could say they won a championship by getting Anthony Davis but in the long run they might have ruined 10 years of their franchise for getting Anthony Davis so my hot take is the Los Angeles Lakers are done for the next decade.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm before, before before I land, before, before I let, hey, hey, hey 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 hey, just let me just let me get my take. It's gonna be quick. I promise you. My about take about to, to fix the Lakers: you're gonna trade Anthony Davis, Um, trade him somewhere that's des- desperate for talent. Trade him like Sacramento or something. Try to get Sabonis and like hell Davion Mitchell, some young talent that'll actually low key kind of fit with LeBron because Sabonis is a good passer and everything. Um, and Davion Mitchell is a lockdown defender. Um, they call it, they call the boy off night. Um, Cause when he guards people, they have off nights. If you ain't not get it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Now I'm done. Aunt, go, go crazy. Aunt.
1: Corey, uh, for you to say coaching was the least of the Lakers concerns, concerns me uh, quite frankly. Um, when you're, when your team is repeatedly, giving up 120 points, 130 points. It in, in a sense, it sounds like, you know, the team is quitting on you. There is no reason a team should ever in back-to-back games be given a 120, 130, 140. Those people weren't rebounding. They weren't getting back on defense. They weren't listening to Coach Vogel. And you're going to say coaching wasn't a problem? That's why they fired him. Can I ask you a question? That's why they fired him. Yes, Anthony Davis was not available because he's freaking always out of the lineup. And then they didn't have talent coming off the bench. I can agree with you on that. But you you can't tell me that coaching wasn't a a part of the problem. You can't. The same coach that won the championship? Okay. The same coach. And And guess what? Those players at that time bought into what he was talking about. They bought into defense. Maybe because they were they, good on defense.
2: And who's a good defender on the Lakers right now, other than Anthony Davis?
1: But he's not healthy, so he do not
0: really
2: count. Who's a good defender? Name one.
1: Stanley Johnson. <laughs> he reached for Stanley Johnson? LeBron wasn't even playing defense like that. He ain't played defense in seven years. Stop that, bro. In the bubble. He not, to the playoffs, not to the playoffs. Not to the playoffs. Not to the playoffs. He don't play
2: defense to the playoffs. I'm sorry. Don't
1: don't, don't say that. That's again, true, when the games mattered, though, when the games mattered, and LeBron and his team had to get a stop, they still were not buying into what freaking Frank Vogel was talking about. But man. did you
2: hear what you just said? Who's the best defender on the Lakers?
1: Go ahead. Say it again. <laughs> Go ahead. Say yeah. it again. You confident in that? Not Stanley I'm
2: Johnson
1: man. I'm gonna say DJ's man, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> That's who Russell I'm Westbrook, play. not good on defense. I'm gonna say
2: DJ's man. He's play, he, he plays good
0: defense. He's no, he off. doesn't. His 2K <laughs> defensive rating is an A-minus.
2: DJ he's not crazy. good on defense. Russell DJ, Westbrook is crazy. terrible on it's defense. A, it's an A minus. You sound DJ, you sound crazy. Who was playing most of their minutes at the four? Carmelo Anthony? When is the last time he's ever played defense? Middle school? <laughs> not even. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, come on, Ed. Like, it's not. The roster was terrible. They thought Trevor Ariza was going to save them.
0: Look, Stanley honestly, Johnson.
1: This team was built for 2010. It's Let's still effort, though, bro. Like
2: no, bro. They they just, they, they just can't.
1: They just can't. They lack the sense of urgency. They because like because they of know they can't. And you can't even necessarily say that because who's a good defender? First half of the season, even when Anthony Davis wasn't there, they were above 500. And, They're freaking seventeen and, games below five
2: hundred. That is unbelievable. Give me another plus. Look. Give me another average defender of the Stanley Johnson. Just give me an average one. LeBron James. No, he's
1: below average. We'll
2: be All right, man,
0: we're gonna move on now because you saying you saying LeBron's average defender, bro. Come on, man. come on,
2: come on.
1: LeBron is. He has his and come on, he has his days.
0: And, and, come come
2: he, on, his days. he you average defender. If you have your days
1: yes no bro come on the
2: Lakers are done bro I won't I won't
0: say they're done like Corey but I I will definitely say Anthony Davis has to be traded
2: they're done for the next decade they're unless they trade Anthony Davis or LeBron they are not going to make they're not going to win a playoff series in the next 10 years I I will bet money on that somebody put somebody put in the Apple notes the last the Lakers if they do not trade LeBron James or Anthony Davis in the next two years will not win a playoff series before 23rd it's been
1: four years is LeBron a free agent this year
0: yeah you know LeBron does this one plus one game, yeah so he's basically always a
2: free but agent. he already said he gonna opt in so
0: allegedly all right man moving on moving on um last thing last topic we gotta talk about just because you know me and Corey both both work for my middle sports, my middle of the game, uh, specifically um, one of our, 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 our main baby, the Washington Mystics. So I feel like it's only right that we touch on the WNBA draft. That was Monday night. Um, and, you know, who do y'all feel like, you know, was a, a winner um, from the WNBA draft? And I, I would personally, personally love to start. Um, the team that I really thought really had the best draft. Um, I want to say the Mystics because I think Shakira Austin was like the perfect pick for us when you look back at what the Mystics did um, for trading down for the first pick to go get um, to go get the third pick clutch, 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 clutch trade. But I'm actually going to go with the Indiana Fever. I hate it. I will say this. I hated their pick, Alexi Hull. Um, I think that pick was to sell tickets and that's a deeper conversation for another day. But for them to be able to get an Alyssa Smith and then in the second round double down and go get um, Destiny Henderson from South Carolina who was an absolute star during the NCAA tournament Um, and I think as somebody who finally got to see their worth, I think that pick, those two picks in itself um, really, really made that that draft great for them. Um, And to also walk out with um, Emily Engster from Louisville who was a lockdown defender. So they got a lot, um, and I think their rebuild is definitely going to be something to to keep your eyes on and watch. And to watch, so I'm going to go with Indiana Fever, my big winner for the WNBA draft. Uh, but shout out
1: to the Mystics, y'all were in second
0: place. We we were in second place. And what you got for me?
1: It's funny you go Fever, considering they had freaking like four picks mm-hmm. in the first uh, in the first round. Uh, which is the first ever in a WNBA draft, considering there are only twelve picks in the first round. Um, but I would probably say—I'm not gonna lie—I was going—I was gonna go Fever, but I don't want to agree with you. <laughs> um, I think the the Mystics actually did a solid job going out there and getting Shakira Austin, but then you also go out there and grit um, the girl out of UConn. Kristen Williams. And Kristen Williams, um, who's shown that, like, she can score on um, with the best of them. Um, and I think also that's sort of like what we, to an extent, needed. Yes, we needed Shakira Austin because we needed her to bang, but also you need somebody off the bench that can uh, go out there and get a bucket. Um, so being able to bring in Kristen hopefully helps with that. Um, I have sort of my reservation with Kristen because she can at times get locked up because she is sort of small, but um, when she's on, she's definitely on. And uh, I really like uh, what the, the have done. I think it all ultimately makes them or puts them back in the, uh, the conversation for a serious contender. If you know, we can be healthy. Um, the last couple of years, we've definitely been, you know, hindered by uh, injuries. So being able to get Elena Deladon back um, is definitely going to be huge. But then also um, adding this young talent should also help.
0: Mm-hmm. Corey,
1: what you got?
2: Final All take, right. Corey. Final take. So I'm going to be a homer again. Um, Want to definitely shout out the Mystics for what they did. I was actually we I was actually on a. Did I land. i think i landed in cancun for vacation when i found out we traded the number 1 pick and i was actually kind of disappointed um i didn't see the vision uh first when i first saw it shout
0: out to tasha cloud she saw the vision
2: yeah so but when i kind of uh took a step back um looked at it what we did i thought it made sense to be able to get two um premium players in a draft when we definitely needed to add depth um, something we struggle with especially because we have a, we have a good mix of young and old talent but we do have injury history so I do think I did like the Mystics what the Mystics did getting Shakira hometown product in uh, definitely helps Um, another uh, backup big who I think can eventually might even take the starting center job by the end of the season depending on how it goes as well as I believe Kristen Williams is going to be a valuable piece as well as she continues to develop I think Nobody on the Mystics, they like the big name players on the Mystics are, of course, Elena Deladon and Natasha Cloud. But I think who might end up being the best player on the team is actually Ariel Atkins. And I think Kristen Williams can be a similar um, player as Ariel Atkins, a two way good shooter, can create as well as play solid defense. But with that said, the Mystics are my second winner. They are in second place. I you would said say all
0: that to say second.
2: Yeah, I got it. Come on. So I would say the winner. Surprised none of y'all said it. Winner of the WBA draft was the Atlanta Dream. They came out with the best player. They made a trade and got who they wanted. I think Ryan Howard could be a generational talent. Like, how many 6'2 guard wing types are there in the league? Like, I think she's a generational player, I think she's a foundational piece she's a score she's a good rebounder good on she can be good on defense but she wants to be good on defense and I think she just kind of has that competitive drive when she gets to the WNBA where she knows I have to bring it every night and my teammates are also um just as capable as me I think I would say that Atlanta Dream are the winner because I think they come out with a foundational like superstar I think she could possibly be on the level as Elena Deladon um Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi, Super, like, Brianna Stewart, like, those type of superstars, I think she can get to that level. I'm not sure if Shakira or even Melissa Smith will get to that. I think they'll be productive players, but I don't think they are going to be superstars in this league, and that's why I say uh, the winner of the WNBA draft was a team who went and got the best player in the draft in Ryan Howard. All
0: right. All right. Well, so we got Fever, Mystics, and the Dream, so the, two, the three teams that – Pick one, two, and three as our big winners for the WNBA draft. Um, And with that being said, I mean, it's been real, guys, once again. Um, You know, we got our our final playing game for the A.C. happening. We got one game tonight, if I'm not
2: mistaken. No, two games tomorrow.
0: Two games tomorrow. So we got two games tomorrow. We got uh, the New Orleans Pelicans will be playing the Los Angeles Clippers. And then we also have the Atlanta Hawks facing off against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, Um, once those two games are finished we'll know our our 16 teams for the nba playoffs but until then um that's all we got for y'all today we appreciate y'all for tuning in subscribing all that good stuff make sure y'all pay attention to our instagram it's about to get very active a lot of polls a lot of posts um y'all got anything for the people before we uh dip out
1: thanks for listening dj finish the bottle
0: finish the bottle all right man y'all have a great night a great day appreciate y'all for tuning in and we are out of here